Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. everybody, I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am joined, as always, by Sarge. Hello from the internet. And you can find him on Twitter at, at Hellworld Sarge. And I'm also joined by the mysterious L. Bonjour, my beautiful babies. Ooh, French today. You can enjoy our Parisian friend L on Twitter at Hellworld L. And we are <laughs> also now joined by guest host Dapper Gander. Greetings, programs. Wow. And Guest you, host. And you can find Dapper Gander, obviously, on Twitter, at Dapper Gander. So uh, this week, uh, we're going to be starting off by talking about the sort of uh, struggle for power in the QAnon world on Telegram and Gab and the other social media <laughs> platforms where those terrible people are allowed to be located. And uh, because we have to dig into QAnon, that means we have to play a content warning. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. So there's a battle for the control of QAnon, the the fight atop racist mountain? <laughs> well, I would say it's probably a continuation of the latest skirmish in an ongoing war, really. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I, I am the, interested. To quote our friend from that Godzilla movie, let them fight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the one thing I really enjoyed when I was digging into this was the fact that there was a there was a place that was selling Trump coins, quote unquote. The first one's free, but you have to pay $10 shipping and handling for it. But they would give you multiple sh- Trump coins, free shipping and handling. And then each Trump coin you bought was basically 10 bucks. Can you Can you break down the factions for me video game style? 
like an intro who's who's fighting for what and how racist are they <laughs> um well there's the sort of original crew of uh okay. QAnon influencers who were banned off of twitter and relocated to telegram following uh extraterrestrial over there um their faction uh, in this particular fight is and has been led by Jordan Sather, uh, the least likely person, I would say, to fight against grifting in QAnon, as he himself is a alternative health grifter. Ooh, um, well, at least he's not trying to sell us coins. True. <laughs> he is very upset about the people who are trying to sell coins. Oh, still, yeah. well, coins, I, I, don't, I, coins don't do anything, you rube. Yeah. Like. Endlessly fascinated by QAnon's obsession with special coins. <laughs> okay, so we have Jordan Sather and the originals, original yep. recipe. And then we've got uh, uh, basically all, all, all the extremist groups and neo-Nazi groups who were already on Telegram uh, who have been <laughs> biding, biding their time for months uh, to finally make their pitch. Oh boy, what what can you give me the the elevator pitch from the racists, the uh, actual sure. Nazis? It's it's pretty easy actually. Um, so so Mike, I want you to say anything you want. Pick something to say about the cabal. Just say any blanket statement about the cabal. Uh, blood drinking baby eaters. Oh, you mean the Jews? Like that's literally the neo Nazi pitch. Is just to pick <laughs> anything QAnon says and say who you're talking about is the Jews. I'm, I'm uh, glad that Sarge decided to, to use our first guest host as an opportunity to dust off his own chestnut of, of throwing an improv prompt uh, to someone that's essentially, hey, be racist. Uh, he's like, be racist real quick. <laughs> I didn't do it. You, you, no. you, 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 you asked for the elevator pitch for neo-Nazis. I feel like we could have conjured that in our mind's eye. <laughs> our, our audience needs to know what they're saying and it worked <laughs> it did indeed um i couldn't i couldn't have seen that up any better oh my god probably was the, literally blood libel probably the most famous right now anyway the most famous and popular of uh that faction um because the neo-nazis themselves are still saying pretty camouflaged mm-hmm. um they don't you know they don't have neo-nazi screen names or anything they just look like anybody else on on telegram but the current, um, oh, they're current, on telegram. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, their, their current mouthpiece is probably the mind bogglingly popular QAnon figure known as ghost Ezra. Oh yeah. We, <laughs> we, we know, we know well of ghost Ezra. On the oh, yeah. He's uh, our I mean, boy. Over the, over the course of the month of May and now into June, um, he has very literally started by just asking questions. And now, you know, he, is putting out posts that say, you know, the truth is always anti-Semitic and stuff like, I mean, it's, it's, he's gone completely mask off in the last month, um, which, which has is, led uh, a which lot is of ironic people. ironic for him because he is convinced that, uh, several that high profile politicians are people it's in masks. True. It's true. <laughs> Joe Biden um, has a hologram and also James Wood in a Joe Biden suit at the same time. He's a hologram James Woods inside of a Biden skin suit. He's a life model decoy. He's all of this. Ghost Ghost Ezra will never not entertain me. And the the mask thing is just so wild. So we have the originals with Jordan Sather. We have Ghost Ezra and the 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 nouveau Nazis. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then we've got the in shockingly low effort grifters. Um, 
<laughs> which Mike mentioned. I mean, the people who show up just long enough to get uh, 20 or 25,000 QAnon followers by talking about what's coming and being pro Flynn and being pro JFK. And then all of a sudden they pivot and it's like, hey, do you like JFK? I've got some 50 cent pieces. <laughs> um, so, yeah, one of the big uh, JFK LARP channels on Telegram uh, is now pitching uh, his own private stash of 1965 uh, John F. Kennedy half dollars, which, to be fair, yes, that was the last year that uh, the silver content was really high. Uh, I mean, those coins are, in fact, a lot of silver. Uh, my my uncle, when I was growing up, always told me anytime I ran into a pre-1965 coin, I should stick it in a box someplace. Um, but the grift comes in is that he is directing uh, Anons to click on a link to his storefront, which not only will collect their email, uh, which is valuable, obviously, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the uh, the half dollars are listed at a retail price of $49.99 on sale, I think, for Twenty two ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine? I don't remember off the top of my head. What a bargain! That's almost yeah, half well. Off. It is. You're just it, giving them away. It's true. Um, and but their you know their store value. You can just go to eBay and get one for ten or twelve bucks if you really want one. <laughs> They're really missing out on not doing it for uh, twenty two dollars and seventeen cents. That Ooh. just hitting those dopamine receptors <laughs> with those seventeens. That's mm-hmm. uh, a that's a poor play by the scammers there. For the low, low price of $14.88, you even better, even better. JFK genuine silver half dollar. Absolutely. Oh, man. If you you buy 109 coins, we give you the 110th one for free. Oh, damn. That's a deep cut, and I hate it. It really. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. The, the Patriot thing, Special by seventeen seventy six. Yeah. Oh, all of that. Uh, the, the the one the, the other thing I saw that was like so just viciously grifting was they were talking about a portrait of Trump, and they and the, I love the fake tweets they put in. There was like a, a, a fake tweet of Nancy Pelosi going, "I hate this portrait of Trump. It is bad." And then like Dan Scavino or some hero of QAnon being like, the portrait of Trump is good and I like it. And then and they, every Patriot should have one. It is. Yeah. Every Patriot should have one. Exactly. There's five. They're all in my bathroom. So he's yeah. looking at me from every angle. Every time I go into my bathroom. In one of the rare moments where I'm going to defend uh, this type of people, uh, it turns out that, that even we can be hoodwinked by the internet fear over over something wacky happening online, which we'll get to when we start covering the news. But uh, <laughs> us, uh, us, us cucked liberals are not immune to internet disinformation. Yeah. Oh, we're just willing to not. admit when we're wrong. Right. <laughs> right. So we, we have three big factions. We have the coin salesmen, the nouveau Nazis, and the originals. Which yep. are not not the vampires; they're original QAnons. Uh, <laughs> wow! And yep. they're they're all fighting. Not well, the 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 coin dealers and the neo Nazis do not care about one another like mm. at all. Um, it's basically they have now intruded into the space, and the longtime QAnon promoters have that have their concerns uh, mostly. <laughs> Uh, but but uh, again, let's be absolutely clear. They are not all that concerned about their followers spending their money on worthless coins mm-hmm. or 
you know, actually hating the Jews. That is not their concern. Their concern is that these people make the QAnon movement look bad. That's literally the beginning and end of the of the vast majority of their concerns that they express. They're um, not are, wrong. No, they're not wrong. <laughs> well, they're, they're wrong also in the not, sense that they say look bad versus look more bad. Look worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, one well, of the I'm sure QAnon uh, followers would be doing a, a, just a, a dandy job making themselves look bad, even if they weren't trying to sell me $40 JFK coins or trying to tell me that all Jews are the enemy. Well, I mean, one of the things that's really interesting, for example, about Jordan, Jordan has very specific complaints about certain things uh, that he views as being damaging to the QAnon brand, um, including the sort of whole global currency reset, you know, Nasara and Gasara and the Iraqi dinar scam. And he'll call those all out by name. But when Ghost Ezra started really doing Holocaust denial and bringing up the JQ, suddenly Jordan's concerns were much more nebulous and it became, well, well this guy is a perf- is a purveyor of disinformation and he makes QAnon <laughs> look bad. But strangely, Jordan Woods not, did not ever directly say what uh, Ghost Ezra was saying that he objected to. Which oh, that, I, found, I mean, that's QAnon to a T. They will uh-huh. never say what the dish – this is wrong. They'll never say exactly what's wrong, much like – the the dates keep moving. No, no, no. We can't get too specific. Sarge, you're meant to do your own research about what is wrong. <laughs> Just do your own research, man. You'll find out the truth. <laughs> Real quick, what is the Iraqi dinar scam? In very briefly, it is a currency scam in which the Iraqi dinar is essentially valueless. I mean, like oh, I'm really aware. Valueless. I have quite a bit in my closet. Right. <laughs> Good. That's a that's a wise wise move for the future. Uh, because according to the uh, the people who promote the Iraqi dinar theory is that when there is a global currency revaluation, uh, I don't know who they think is going to do it now. They, I mean, it used to be that Trump was going to do it. And maybe it will be Trump does it when he's no, reinstated at the Trump. end of the year. Uh, but he's going to reinstate the Iraqi dinar as being worth not zero. It will be worth a dollar or it will be worth whatever 75 cents or two dollars or whatever and suddenly your your grandmother who spent a hundred dollars to buy 50 million dinars will be rich everyone I, will be rich well i what about the saddam ones all my iraqi dinar has saddam on it Ooh, ooh i i don't i don't i i'd have to i'd have to more i'd have to do further research on that <laughs> Um, Hashtag Dinar is the new Doge. We're going to ride this Dinar all the way to the moon. (laughs) We're going to the moon. And I did not spend $100 on it. A guy just gave it to me for a dollar. I gave him one American dollar and he gave me like, I think it's over half a million Dinar because you're going to make out like a bandit. Oh, yeah. No, I am rich. We're riding this to Mars. Me and Elon. That, that's that's why the FBI showed up at your house that one time. They, they, <laughs> they knew you had a big closet full of dinar. They wanted in on the action. That was uh, a very awkward day. Yeah, we we've we made it to almost episode forty, but we finally did it. We finally pilled Sarge. Sarge now wants to believe. Sarge is going to be rich one day. His ship is going to come in. That yeah, that was a weird day. An FBI agent came to my door, uh, knocked, and said, "Hi, are you Sarge?" And I go, "Yes, yes, I am." Okay, well, 
I'm the the new FBI agent in town. They sent me out with this list of 24,000 Americans. You're on it. Uh, that ISIS has labeled to be uh, a threat. It's because like, you have so many dinars. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they know just about my- their dinar, bud. <laughs> and it made me feel real good. I go, is this because I was with military intelligence? Uh, and he goes, you were in the army? And I was like, oh boy, you guys are doing a bang up job. <laughs> he goes, here's my card. I just transferred offices, so I had to write my new number on it. And he crossed out the old number and written in the new one. And I was like, I feel very good about this. And then like three months later, military intel- uh, army intelligence called me. And they were like, we're, we're going through the list. And I was like, yeah, the FBI already talked to me. And they're like, oh, they did? Good. Uh, I was like, God, you well, guys it's, it's good to get confirmation because from your description, it sounds like that FBI guy went back out to the street and got into a van that's marked free candy and drove yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, I, I, I said something similar when I first heard this story. I was like, man, without the army backing it up, it sure sounded like if you ever called that FBI agent's number, he was going to try to sell you some JFK coins. Exactly. <laughs> now we're, we're right into the plot of sneakers at this point. He's like, I'm <laughs> sneakers. He'd be oh, like, I've man. got a big, I've got a big pile of these JFK coins. I'd be happy to sell it to you for all that dinar I know you've got in your closet. You wouldn't happen to have any dinar. (laughs) So when the global currency reset happens, what happens to the Confederate dollar? Because my grandmother had a chest of that in her attic. Ooh, I don't. I I I do not believe that is currently wrapped up in the uh, in the global currency reset uh, scheme. The Telegram people have to love that. There's no way it's not part of it. Like. I mean, maybe if we talk to the Nazi faction, <laughs> they'd have a different answer for us. Reichmarks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I actually, I actually, right now have some uh, Italian currency from the Second World War that uh, my grandfather had uh, taken with him from the war. So I just, I have all these like crinkly old Italian dollar bills. I think I have some like French money from the nineteen forties and some coins. So I, I too might become something of a power player, not on the level of Sarge, who's basically going to be the new Elon Musk. Saddam Dinar. This yeah. is important. These all have Saddam's face on it. They are. They feel like the cheapest paper ever. It. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think El Sinem. I had him with me when we lived together. Yeah. You know, they the real tragedy to- about this whole conversation is that somewhere in an old attic in a house I used to live in is my binder of Pokemon cards. And it turns <laughs> out the, the, the global currency reset for those has happened. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a real thing. If it I could really find has. those Pokemon cards again, I would never do this. Pod- I would never have to do this podcast again. I'd be going to space with Jeff Bezos. I've still, or, I've still got my uh, my full set of dual lands. So I'm, uh, I'm oh, ready. Oh, wow. Those have gone up just a bit. They have. The, are, it's- are they? They third edition or beta or, or or anything like that? are they black border because that'd be uh, minor kind of- minor a mix uh oh, i mean okay. I, I i started playing way back in the day so i have a couple i don't have any alphas but i have some betas um the, uh, and uh, I think a lot of my red, stuff is unlimited the beta red white one they lost the original artwork for it so they've never been if even if they could reprint it it always has different artwork because it just doesn't exist anymore someone like threw it out 
if, if it were yep. possible for us to have real time listener metrics, like you know, <laughs> as we're recording the show, like right now, that dip would be people would be like, "What the fuck are they? What is a dual end? What the fuck are they talking about?" Dude, one <laughs> of my, one of my uh, welcome to the rock, our MTG podcast within a podcast. One of, one of my favorite memories ever when I look back on my misspent youth was how nervous I was about giving someone twenty dollars for a time walk. I was like, that seemed like so much money back in the day. Uh, I had never bought a card for that much money. And, and, uh, and of course, you know, now it seems I, I would do that a hundred times. But yeah, now we got Logan Paul walking out with a, like a six figure Charizard around his neck to box Floyd Mayweather. Dance recital with Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, honestly, that, that guy is human garbage. Uh, but that being said, I, d- I did like the Charizard power move. <laughs> like that that is a like he, like him showing up and he's just like yeah this is the equipment like you know how thundercat has that blinged out diamond vegeta pendant well that that that's the equivalent these days he's just got like a four hundred thousand dollar pokemon guard right his neck. <laughs> yeah. oh my god oh we're we're all big nerds and it's good to hear do we want to want to go to the news now that we've talked about global currency and pokemon cards Nope, I'd rather just keep talking about this if it's all the same to you guys. (laughs) Well, in in my other window up, I have Imperial Recruiters on eBay. I was seeing what they were up to, so like I'll I'll keep rocking. So uh, I am going to make the executive decision to go into the news. (laughs) Outward. It's time. It's time for some cues in the news. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Oh man, up first. Trump 2021. He's back. He's coming back. I don't well, know he never how. Left. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yes. Dapper is on AKA it. AKA the, the hunt for orange October. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or I guess orange August. Oh, yeah. So that's, the, that's the best part about this. Is QAnon has so many dumb slogans for all the months. So you have August is traditionally very hot. And then they can have the hunt for red October. I mean, it's just it's just never going to stop. We're just going to constantly have like these people explaining how this is the month that Trump's going to retake office. Um, I well, saw, so, I, so explain to us that process, Mike. How how uh, is Trump's presidency impending? Uh, so basically what's going to happen is, according to these people, the Arizona audit is going to uncover so much fraud mm-hmm. that other states will freak out, uh, Pennsylvania being their prime candidate because it's the biggest electoral vote uh, state that was controversial. Then Pennsylvania will flip. Then Georgia will flip. Then they'll basically admit California flipped. And at some point, the Supreme Court or some other entity will, out of a deep and abiding sense of shame, make Biden step down. And he'll be like, oh, you got me. Womp, womp. And then Trump will become president again due to Keebler magic. Yeah, I feel like this is an opportunity for JFK Jr. to pop out of Mount Rushmore and declare that Trump is president again. It's all they seem to think it all operates under WWE rules where Trump can just run out and just be like, it's mine now. And he just jumps in the ring and yeah, like, just cashes in the money in the bank and becomes president again. Yeah, boom. I mean, it, it, yeah. the, the problem with that is that 
I'm not convinced Donald Trump could get to a wrestling rig, much less get in a wrestling rig. He he, he was he was whining about the ramp a couple days ago. He was he's still angry about people bringing up the fact that he had a tough time making it down that gentle incline. It'd be like he, it'd be like Stone Cold like running into the rig and like jumping up on the turnbuckle and smashing a couple of beers into his face. Except it would be Donald Trump slowly walking to the rig and then looking at it and then deciding like thinking better of it and just sitting down in a chair next. To the ring. I'm to be fair, yeah, oh, oh no, I was just going to say. To be fair, Trump is still angry at Spy Magazine's editors for saying he had tiny hands 30 years ago. So <laughs> was that I'm 30 not, years ago? It, I, it's got to have been at this point. Yeah. I assumed it was a more recent thing because he was still complaining about it. Oh, hold he, on, I, you you continue. I will interrupt in a minute once I've pulled that up. I'll tell you exactly how long ago it yeah, was. Yeah, please do. I'm on the record as saying I've always thought that anytime there's perceived irregularities in the presidential election, it be, should be settled with a cage match or a, a suitcase match. I, either one, you know. Yeah. I it's really just amazing that they it, this is like again Trump believes all of this because the my pillow guy has been screaming it and because Trump's a dumb narcissist that will take any good news and make it reality for himself like the my pillow guy even said yeah Trump probably believes he's going to be president again in August cuz I've been telling him he'll be president again in August like this is just People flattering a dumb person. And God, do you dumb- guys remember five years ago when we didn't have to care about the my pillow guy? Holy <laughs> shit! I I was just thinking of that. I was literally just being like, God, I never knew. I I'd seen a my pillow commercial and like I knew he existed, but I couldn't like give two shits about him. And now he has the ear of a man. Now he's a kingmaker. Yeah. yeah. Now now he has the ear of a man who had his finger on the button uh and it's just oh my god it, it he, gives me he's talking about running for governor of minnesota he's the my pillow guy is gonna throw his hat in the ring and be trying to come be trying to become the governor of uh the, the land of the vikings and the twins and other teams that don't win anything ever well i mean I how mean, easy we forget how billy mays god rest and keep him was the one who got obama into office <laughs> <laughs> or if I'm you are you uh, this president this candidate if you are ready, Sarge, I am ready to blow your mind. Okay. It was – Give it to me. 32 years ago. No. 1989. 1989 was when Spy Magazine coined the phrase short-fingered vulgarian to describe Donald Trump. And he has <laughs> oh. never gotten over it. What? What? He still – he brought that up on the campaign trail. Yeah. 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 He's just a, just a miserable, petty man trying to settle all the grievances he's ever had in his life. Hey, Constantly. if he wants me to think that he's got big hands, he can solve that problem real easy by just palming a basketball. Just palm a basketball, <laughs> Trump. Just yeah. do it. Should, should prove, prove, prove how mighty your hands are. Your giant, here's giant president pause. Trump's like, oh, God, I've got the hands of a Chinese soldier. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> They're so huge and muscular and filled with tea. <laughs> and bamboo oh, is on the ballots in Arizona. Uh, I, he doesn't have hands as big as the man that slapped Macron in the face, though. Uh, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm not sure how big that guy's hands out. are, but he does have some pretty big balls. Just go, yeah. go up and slap the president in the mouth. Bam! Yeah, that seems like a good way to die. 
it's a great way to end up in jail for sure. If not, if not getting shot, I mean, uh, like speaking from back when the, when president Ford had to duck out on like two assassination attempts in like two weeks, she like pulled a gun on him and like, didn't even like fire or anything. And like, she just had nine secret service agents dogpile her. Was that one of the Manson girls? Yes. That was one of the Manson girls. Yeah. Uh, It should come as no surprise that this man is a paragon of bravery. As it turns out, I read this morning in Reuters that he is a practitioner of European martial arts and (laughs) traditional swordsmanship. Yes. Yes. You said this before the show and I was like, I hope he has a source. This is amazing. So who said chivalry's dead? (laughs) Maybe Maybe he was just trying to challenge Macron to a duel. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, does Macron have to fight him with like pistols at dawn, or no? He's medieval martial arts. It's swords. Oh it's, yeah, it, it could be or or a rousing game of Settlers of Catan. The guy also is the president of a local board game club called the Knights of the Square Table. According you to Reuters, up. you shut up. No, I, I did see. I did see what one of the articles. Uh, somebody was quoted as referring to this guy as a bit of a geek and a bit of a gamer. <laughs> Why? Okay, why did he slap the French president in the face? Besides being awesome, because he robbed his uh, oar. He was like, "Fuck you!" That, I, I have not heard the. I have not heard the motive for this attack yet. Oh, do we not know? Oh I no. Mean, the, uh, Lord knows. I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things where like has this guy. I don't think this guy's been able to give a public statement about like what's been behind it, and I don't think I've heard anything from like any of his like, I don't know, family or friends being like, Hey, this is why our buddy uh, put some knuckle jammers to Macron's chin as it were. Because apparently before the slap, he, uh, he did shout uh, two phrases. According to Reuters, he shouted down with Macronia. Okay. And he shouted Montjoy Saint Denis, the battle cry of the French army during uh, the time that France was a monarchy. <laughs> He's a monarchist? Well, oh. Either that or he considers that he, – he believes that Macron is acting like a monarch. I'm not sure if he's pro or against. I mean, I know. Based, on, based on his love of medieval swordplay, I'd say probably pro, right? That, that's sort of definitely <laughs> I, in his wheelhouse. I have to assume so. I know France has a ton of internal problems. I know the firefighters led riots – and just any number of political issues that don't always make it like big news because we're a freaking circus here in America. But I, I figured he was any sort of social reformer. But uh, yeah, wow. It has, story been, that- uh, it has been reported that the man's social media accounts retweeted monarchist groups, but Reuters says they could not corroborate because the accounts have now been made private. Oh, that's unfortunate. I want this guy to be a hardcore monarchist. I mean, that's basically what QAnon is in America, where they want Trump to be the god emperor and to bestow the presidency either to his progeny or to his handpicked successor, General Flynn. So, I mean, it's not like this kind of mentality is not something we're dealing with in the world today, which is something, again, thought the whole point of 1776 and all that stuff was freedom and a republic and all that kind of stuff. But no, not they, so much as it were. they just know buzzwords. They don't know what they mean or the origins. Oh, I mean, they love the idea of freedom as long as it's like freedom, but coming from the guys that I like who hate abortion and Jews and stuff. Yeah. Not, not any of those, not any of those foreigners. Yeah. Certainly yeah. no colored people get out of here. Yeah. Shit. 
Yeah. So, yeah, like uh, the other thing about this whole like Trump 2021 plan is that there are folks in QAnon and in the right wing who understand that this is all a fantasy, that Mike Lindell's plan to make the Supreme Court reinstall Trump as president has no uh, constitutional provision to it. There's no actual there there. Yeah, there's no mechanism. So there's no mechanism. So there are folks who have decided to look for a mechanism. And the the mechanism they've come up with so far is that Trump, uh, the first idea that, and I've actually, some guy uh, did a call in interview with Trump and talked him up about this was having Trump run for the House of Representatives in Florida and obviously run in some blood red district. I read this article. Yeah. Yeah. And then Trump becomes a member of the House, then gets voted as Speaker of the House. And then we impeach Biden and Harris and remove them from office. And then Trump becomes president by line of succession, which is a quote unquote mechanism. But if let's just say, let's just walk down this, this, uh, this yellow brick road, as it were, where Trump becomes speaker of the house. They then try to impeach uh, Biden and Harris. This fails because you'll never convict them in the Senate. Now you're going to have QAnon and all of these other crazy people being like, hey, the deep state won't let us impeach them. If only there was some other way to remove them from office and make Trump president. If only there was. If only the peaceful research movement could think of a way to do this thing. And that's where this is going to go. I mean, they're going to start talking about this. If, if they ever go down the road of making Trump the speaker and so on and so forth, they're going to start talking about the fact that, well, if we just, I don't know, shoot those two people, we get our boy back in office, waka waka. And the old t- Second Amendment remedy. Right. Yeah. Second Amendment solution to a bad presidency, as it were. This but, seems like uh, a pretty long-term solution to get this thing done for somebody who is like, Old and out of shape. And still supposed to be the president. Help me out here real quick. To become Speaker of the House, wouldn't the Republicans have to have the majority? Yes. The Republicans Republicans have to win the House. Then they have to vote for Trump to be the Speaker, which would basically mean like Kevin McCarthy and everyone else who's had longstanding tenure in the House and are the minority leader or our GOP leadership in the House. They all have to defer to Trump who you know will literally do nothing with the speakership. He'll go golfing. He'll be. He'll just say, hey, tell guys, tell me when you've reinstalled me as president. I'm going to go hit the links. And they're going to have to actually run the House while Trump waits for, quote-unquote, impeachment to happen to Biden and Harris, as it were. What, and I'm just like, what is the Democratic majority right now? It's not, it's not big. It's, oh, eight. Eight? Yeah. Eight seats. Yeah. Okay, right. so I it, thought it was wildly impossible. So it's not the most insane thing, but it's pretty fucking insane. Yeah, and, and I mean, the, to me, the most insane part is the idea that the Republicans. I don't think the Republicans want to quote unquote like nationalize the vote, being this referendum on Speaker Trump, because they kind of lost the last election based on being Trump versus a sack of wet mice, as it were. America voted aggressively for the sack of wet mice. So I I think that they want to run against like just critical race theory and all the other nonsense buzzwords they think they can use to scare people into voting for them. Mm-hmm. They don't want to actually have anything on the, that, that you that they can actually be like 
tied to. They want to run in opposition to something. They don't want to run for something. And the last thing they want to run for is Donald Trump, the guy who lost the last election by 8 million votes because people were sick of his shit. I think you mean Donald backwards pants Trump. (laughs) Good old Donald Christopher Cross Trump. So, so yes, our 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 beautiful baby boy, our former president, was on the stage in North Carolina, and his pants were inconceivably, impossibly wrinkled. I mean, I don't even understand how you could fuck your pants up this bad to the point where they could look this bad on your legs. Is that the story now? Is that what we're going with? Is Well, well I mean, they, were his pants on backwards? or that, That's what the, the wrinkles were what started the whole backward pants thing. Yeah, the, and, the, what started it was that them being impossibly tight <laughs> at the top and impossibly loose below mid-thigh. Right, yeah. Like <laughs> just parachute pants loose. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. His pants were like like if, if they were not on backwards, which again we've ha- we've we've had our betters come down and swear they were not on backwards. Like, how is this man who is allegedly a billionaire and at the very least a millionaire who was the fucking president and could probably have someone tailor a suit for him if need be? How could he have his pants be just just so ridiculously clingy and tight to his legs and? Whatever the hell was going on with them was so bizarre that people espousing the theory that they were on backwards, that he was wearing a diaper and he had soiled himself. I mean, well, I mean, you you've seen pictures of his apartments, right? The man has money, but he has no taste. No, absolutely none. And and he has those and, and his need for his giant long ties that are just absurd. And. Uh, the 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 video that came out mostly there were people who said there probably was some blurring in it that made it look like he didn't have a, a fly or a zipper on the pants and then I've heard people saying oh no there was no fly on it and that's legitimate and then Snopes came out with photos and saying that there was that and then you had more people coming out just tut tutting and finger waving at all the people talking about Trump's pants like for shame you no good meanies talking about Trump's pants you're as bad as QAnon you're you're awful and to that I would say we suffered under this guy for four years and a lot longer than that as it were like taking the piss out of Donald Trump isn't nearly being as bad as QAnon we're not accusing this guy of eating babies yeah and I had to sit through a whole news cycle of Obama's tan suit yeah, I'd be much less diplomatic about it. My, my, my response to those people would be like, hey, fuck you. He and the people that support him are the ones that have put him in a position where when a story comes across my Twitter feed that says, yo, Donald Trump is wearing his pants backwards at this rally. My initial reaction is not, that's bullshit. You know what I mean? Like my my first thought is just like, oh, really? That That's crazy. I need to look into this because it sounds plausible because Donald Trump has proven himself to be unhinged and like just a loose cannon you have no idea what he's capable of he could have got out there with his pants backwards it's like all the people that were mad at me for being mad at wandavision for not setting up like not paying off any of the stuff it's set up it's like (laughs) this is not me my expectations being too high this is me being pissed off that they're dangling a carrot away from me and then when i get up (laughs) to the carrot it's just like a wooden stick painted orange or whatever get the fuck out of here (laughs) 
and and this also like leads to the whole thing that there is this uh, community of what I would consider to be like kind of an actual blue anon because I've heard people talk about like oh blue anon you crazy people you think all this stuff is going to happen oh you're all just kooky crazy QAnon people but for the left. And I think the actual, like, biggest real chunk of blue anon that exists out there is the people that believe in the idea that Trump is suffering from dementia and that any day now he is just going to absolutely fall apart and become a gibbering moron and that it will be something that can't be hidden and that the mm. Trump family and everyone's going to come out and be like, look, Pop Pop has the dementia. Uh, we did our best to try to help him with it, but now it's it's too far advanced, and uh, now he has to go up to the farm upstate to just like live out his last days before it finally finishes him off. Oh, if so, he I mean, if I he loses it, they they just put him in a a hole somewhere, man in the iron mask style. We'll never see him again. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily dementia, but I'm pretty sure like the difference between. Trump's mental faculties failing him as a wacky conspiracy theory for Blue Anon and all the stuff that QAnon espouses is that there's like some evidence to support that. I mean, you could just you could watch videos of Donald Trump speaking for the past 40 years and notice that he's somehow much worse at it now than he was back then, which is weird because yeah, he was not the without, president, It's right? not without precedent either. I mean, mm-hmm. within our own, well, maybe not your lifetimes, you crazy kids. Uh, but within my lifetime, certainly uh, Ronald Reagan was treated the same way. There was all sorts of speculation about whether or not he was losing his faculties. And everyone said, no, 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 of course not. And then as soon as he was out of the White House, uh, you know, we regret to inform the country that, uh, that yes, he's suffering from progressive uh, Alzheimer's. So, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a conspiracy theory, but like the really good conspiracy theories, it's, uh, it's rooted in something. Yeah, yeah, like uh, there was a time in Reagan's second term where he had advisors who were quietly murmuring to each other that we might have the 25th Amendment, this guy, because he's not with it anymore. And they apparently went into like some big cabinet meeting that day, like looking at him. But Reagan showed up and was like really sharp, had all the facts and figures in front of him, like did a bang up job. And they're like, oh, OK, OK, Ronnie's Ronnie's with it. He had just spoken to his astrologer. Yeah, he just fucking threw the monitor. Mercury was in retrograde. He was feeling really pumped about it. Everything was going good. So his yeah. his Reiki specialist had realigned his chakras or whatever those people. Oh do. no, that that's not a joke. He had an astrologer. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I, I, I knew that what you were saying wasn't a joke. But I, was, <laughs> I was sort of yes ending that factual information with a joke. <laughs> I was like, yeah. wouldn't it be funny if he had an even crazier thing there? And Sarge is just like, stop the fucking presses. That astrology shit is real. <laughs> it is. It's even more scary than a joke. Uh, yeah, but now, but the presidency ages anyone. You look at Obama on his first day and then on his last day, and he's noticeably older. The same with Clinton and mm-hmm. W. And even with Trump fucking off to golf every other day. There, there's no way you can dodge the stress of the like the highest office in the land. Well, that's one of the, that's a really funny thing with QAnon is that they actually do have like photos like that. They're like Obama day one, Obama last day, like all these people, and they basically they they think that Trump did not age during his presidency. Like they their mindset is that Trump. That's- 
that Trump was so stressless because he had everything under control that he had the plan. See, that, that, that's a funny way to spin. Trump already looked like shit when he made it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that's the big thing is that what else said is that like Obama and Clinton and W were in their 40s or 50s when they got in and we saw them like age a decade where you actually age up a bunch. Whereas Trump got into office at, in his 70s and left office at like 74. So it's like you don't really age up that much when you hit 70 and you tick over to 74. I mean, if Biden only serves one term, he's not going to look that much different between uh, now and like 2025. uh, I mean, because. Yeah, but to be fair, that has a lot to do with our current level of mask technology. (laughs) <laughs> I, I thought you were going to go adrenochrome, but I will accept mask. So, right. yes. yeah. No, the, the scientists of AIM have been working real hard on their life model decoys. And uh, I don't remember the super science agency from Mission Impossible, but they, they're working real hard on their masks as well. Yeah, but uh, maybe maybe it's that technology from Face Off that they <laughs> they, just, they just had off. for like no reason. I guess in, in theory for espionage, but man, what a niche espionage market that would be. We need to we need to replace your face with somebody else's. Yeah. So if we have we have Face Off technology confirmed, who do they take Biden's face off of and put on? Not Trump, not James Woods. Who's who's number three? Who would be number three on that list? We're gonna. Well, it'd be, it'd be, it would be Flynn, right? Flynn is like, oh, sort of, he's like, yeah, he's, he's like, a, he's like an old man. They could just rip Biden's face right off his skull, throw on Flynn's, or put do a, whatever. Put a microchip it, it, in his throat. That, yeah, that was be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I I was gonna say Flynn or DeSantis because that those are their two new rising stars, their two new heroes they want. I'm already well, actually, I mean, this is I hate even starting a phrase with actually. Uh, Ghost Ezra has proposed that DeSantis is actually Trump in a mask, so that he can <laughs> run for president in 2024, and no one will realize it's Trump, and then we'll 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 have a second Trump term. Yes, I I, ha- I I saw it where it was basically like Trump was taking the DeSantis suit out for a spin, as it were, because like because DeSantis mimics Trump because he's trying to do all the gestulation and hand motions of Trump to trigger the QAnon lizard brain and make them see him as the new alpha. It's, and it's working apparently, uh, and, just uh, a little bit too well, right? It's, but instead of seeing as is, oh, look at DeSantis, they're like, that's actually Trump wearing a DeSantis mask. Uh, but the uh, these the- these conservative conspiracy theorists are really shooting the moon, so to speak, when it comes to super science technology. Funny, yes. you should say that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I I definitely couldn't have done better. No. Uh, so Sarge, the floor. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that 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 was that was me setting you. That that was me. Have you ever seen volleyball played? That was me sort of like setting you up for the spike on that segue. <laughs> well, I'm very interested in shooting the moon and changing its orbit. I still don't understand this. We played the clip earlier. I still don't understand what this lunatic is saying about changing their orbit. Does he want to put a rocket on it? Does he want to actually shoot it? Anything's for grabs here yeah so uh dapper you have this actual quote from our beloved louis gomert a tender of the god and patriots rally in texas and thusly totally not uh not associated with QAnon in any way shape or form i do yes uh this uh the quote is i understand from what's been testified to 
that the Forest Service and the Bureau of Land Management, you very you want very much to work on the issue of climate change. I was uh, informed by the immediate past director of NASA that they found that the moon's orbit is changing slightly, and so is the Earth's orbit around the sun. We know there's been significant solar flare activity, and um, so is there anything that the National Forestry Service or the Bureau of Land Management can do to uh, change the course of the moon's orbit or the Earth's orbit around the sun? Because obviously, that would have profound effects on our climate. What? Okay, so that quote is crazy, and there's a lot to unpack. But I have to start, number one, with a bullet. Even if that technology existed and this were a possible thing, there is no fucking way that it falls under the purview of the National Forestry Service. (laughs) If there's one thing the moon does not have, it's forests. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. (laughs) And America is not in charge of the moon. By several international treaties. It's wow. Yeah, you went to the same place as me. And the, the Bureau of Land Management, they also, I don't feel like they have the moon changing machine or the rockets that ship the Earth. And in the quote, he actually mentions NASA, you know, the yeah. government agency that in theory would be responsible for this. But he just sort of <laughs> mentions them in passing. He's like, yeah, I talked to some people at NASA. And uh, what I heard from them is that, hey, National Forest Service, you know, maybe some big <laughs> rockets or whatever, you know, move that moon. I'm figuring like he should get Bruce Willis on the case, just go up to the moon and just blow it right out of orbit in uh, a wooden rocket ship built by the by the Forestry Service. Yes. <laughs> Like, I don't even know what moving the moon, like moving the moon in any way would cut, would have horrific effects on Earth. But I can't think of any of them that would make it colder. Like if the moon gets much closer, it falls into the Earth and then it'll get a lot hotter. Well, let me let me hit you to this jive, daddy Let's move the moon in front of the sun. Boom. We just block that sun. There we go. Yes, just a perpetual solar eclipse. We just block out. We block all that nasty sunlight out, and that'll that'll fix everything. Yeah, we we won't know who started the war, but we will know that it was us who who scorched the who sky or the whatever. Moon, yes. Move the moon. <laughs> yes. Oh, <Yeah. laughs> uh, I maybe if we like push the moon too far away, it'll like totally fuck up the tides of the earth and make the make the water incredibly cold, and that will prevent global warming. What? I. I mean, the moon's hollow and filled with Nazis, so can't mm-hmm. they just move it? Uh, or, the, or, or I mean, this, the, the, we they, we could just we could ask the Pleiadians who are on the dark side of the moon on their moon base mm. just to flip a few switches and move the moon to a more properly uh, Earth temperate friendly area. I actually uh, a couple of years ago at, at work had a coworker talk to me about there being a military base on the dark side of the moon that was like internationally run by various countries. And when I tried to explain to her how that couldn't be possible and it wouldn't happen, she was horrified at my closed mindedness. <laughs> to she, what end? What, what purpose would it serve? I, 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 was, I was trying to explain it to her and she's like, so you don't even think it's possible? Like she wanted me to accept possible for the dark side of the moon military base that was <laughs> under international law or something. And I just told her, well, like, what countries are not involved in the moon base that are willing to keep the moon base secret from the rest of the world? Like if 
America and Russia and China had a moon base that they were running internationally, wouldn't like France and Germany be like, hey, what's going on with that moon base? Uh, we're going to publish the moon base to the rest of the world to let you guys, let everybody know you guys are up to no good on the moon. Maybe that's why that guy slapped him a crone. He was yeah. like, hey, oh, yeah. on that moon base. <laughs> 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 uh, so I, I feel I feel like a lot of the the people you're dealing to are uh, let's just say of an advanced age. So the next time you get one of these people spitting any sort of moon conspiracy at you, you need to just start uh, talking to them about the Inhumans uh, mm-hmm. because I don't think they're going to be young enough to know that that's a Marvel thing. So you could just be like, oh yeah, I heard of the dark side of the moon. There's a race of genetically altered humans called Inhumans, and they've got this like mist that will alter your DNA because. You know, conspiracy theorists like conservatives they, they eat that shit up. They thought the, the vaccine Inhumans was is a documentary people. being filmed yeah. in real time. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, the, Disney, we're not the, uh, good to see we're not the only people still using that Aqua Teen Hunger Force reference. <laughs> <laughs> Disney buried the uh, documentary they filmed of the Inhumans because they didn't want you to know the truth. Yeah, people would lose their mind if they knew that there were dogs that big in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I heard that the far side of the moon is populated by an alien race called the Kree and their giant living supercomputer is stationed there. It's called the blue zone and it's how they monitor us. I heard the dark side of the moon on weed one time, man. And it was about the same experience as it was straight. Did Did you sync it up with Wizard of Oz? Yeah, you got to it before me. (laughs) I actually did. Somebody sat me down and forced me to do that. Like over the course of my, my rowdier teen years, uh, I was I was exposed to a Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz while smoking weed, and it was boring. And B, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas while on acid, also boring. Oh. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is, I get why people like the movie, but it doesn't, it just hits me on a different thing where I'm just like, this is just a couple of weirdos doing dumb shit. And then they get away with it because that's just the way life was back then. So well, it's, it's just like it's just like the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, right? It was it was Johnny Depp just like sort of do, doing a character that was strong enough that he put like this this whole thing on his back and carried it across the finish line like Samwise Gamgee. But yeah. you know that was before consequence culture caught up to Johnny Depp. So fuck that guy. <laughs> before before consequence culture, <laughs> he then doubled back on his ex wife. Yeah. So so wait, I, I want to try my hand with a smooth transition like oh, our last one. Don't worry, I don't got him. So Here we go. Ahead. Maybe to change the orbit of the moon, we should just launch a bunch of vaccines up there and pull it back down with a giant magnet. <laughs> Smart. 
That's a yeah. good one. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is, is the, wait a minute. Is the implication here that the vaccines are magnetized? Funny you should ask. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, acor- according to Dr. Eric Lunchner, uh, <laughs> I always get that, that, that last name wrong because it's like Jewish and I'm terrible at foreign language stuff. Uh, anyway, but, uh, Mike Rains, what's up with Sticky Anon this week? So Sticky Anon has decided that they're going to go above and beyond. Uh, we are now getting a lot of people uh, going to their local state congresses to uh, angrily bang on the table and scream and yell about these vaccines magnetizing people and turning them into just crazy household appliance container devices where your forks and spoons just like stick to you out of nowhere. Uh, you're walking around your house looking for your car keys, but they're actually stuck to your forehead. And you're like, oh, <laughs> shit. I should have known. And, I know all my keys are made from ferrous metals. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, and of course, uh, it is helpful to find out if you've been scammed on your 1965 JFK half dollars. I was just going to say. Because <laughs> the, the real ones will actually stick to you, whereas the other ones with the low silver content will not. But um, so we had a woman go to before the Ohio State Congress, and she said that uh, keys are mount magnetizing the people's foreheads. Um, because of 5G. Yeah. Oh, well. yes. Oh, it's, it's everything. There's, these vaccines do it all. They're incredible. And then uh, we had the video of the guy with the, uh, putting the metal to his arm. Like, Look, it sticks to my arm. And then they were like, sir, can you, can you do that with baby powder on your arm? And then, then stick it to your arm. Because maybe it's just the fact that you're an unbathed, unclean, like just hooligan who's covered in filth. And that's why the metal's sticking to your arm is because you have just your natural slimy body oil there. And then when the baby oil was applied, he had to like hold the object. <laughs> he eventually gives up and it just falls off. Right. But uh, it's it's watch someone die inside. He just keeps holding it there and right. he just keeps moving it. Trying to like like it's gonna change. It was like those uh the, those flat earthers in that documentary uh, <laughs> after after they use their their laser to prove that the Earth is in fact round. I feel like the difference between those flat earthers and the guy with the key is the guy with the key knows he's lying, and I think the flat earthers doing that laser experiment, some of them anyway, were genuinely surprised it didn't work. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. But... Oh, some of them certainly were, but I, I definitely don't think the guy they caught on tape after is just being like, "Oh boy, it's going to be hard for us to justify this laser thing." <laughs> like, <laughs> th- th- that guy seemed like he was certainly trying to run some sort of grift on these fools. Yeah, because that laser was like fifteen grand. That laser yeah, they, gyroscope, they it. and then uh, and then I, I believe afterwards their solution was to like kickstart some sort of uh, special metal tube to put oh, the yeah, laser to in, protect it from the god rays. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we we tried we tried the we tried the gyroscope and it didn't work. So then we decided that we needed to put it in a box, and then that didn't work. And since we know the Earth isn't rotating, we have to figure out why it's not working. It's a it's a beautiful closed system. Yeah. I th- th- like with all these conspiracies, it's to what end? Like, what does anyone get from hiding that the world's flat? And if the vaccines turned me into Magneto. Why would I be upset about that? That's like Washington's just giving you free weed if you get vaccinated. 
if you told me I get superpowers from the vaccine, I would have want I want the superpower dose, not the regular made me sleep for an entire day dose. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is uh, the the flat Earth stuff is mostly tied to young Earth creationism, and the fact that yeah, evangelical. When you you dig it, when you dig into the Bible and it talks about the Earth being like put on pillars and foundations and blah blah blah, that round earth is a way to secularize our society. It's a way to pull us away from God by denying us the truth of the flat earth. And so you're just, you flat earth denies God is basically the whole concept. I mean, what it it boils down to a lot of times, and this is true for, for creationists. It's true, but it's true in general for conspiracy people is uh, you can sort of boil it down to a statement, which is if I'm right about this, then I am right about the other things I believe. Yeah, everybody wants to feel special. I, I know the the actual answer, but any amount of critical thinking just like infuriates me because it's like what like if there's a, a an ice ring around the flat earth that's keeping all the water in, like why aren't we studying that? Why like uh, why am I not taking a tour of the the ice ring? Like it would be amazing and interesting, but God, it's frustrating. Yeah, I, I saw someone. I saw someone talk about that. That if uh, if the world was flat, then there would be tours to let people look over the edge. Yeah, because who wouldn't who wouldn't pay money for that? Oh well, there there are those tours, but it's only for the ultra rich. The oh, the, nice. the people you 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 have have to imbibe enough adrenochrome to oh, dibs on dinar, dibs on the dinar. When, when the revolution <laughs> happens, we're going. Yeah. Sarge, once, once your dinar goes straight to the moon, you too will be able to gaze out over the, the, the edge of the Earth, the actual literal edge of the Earth into space. Yeah, why am I watching? not watching David Attenborough narrating the, the view from the edge? Like, that would be incredible. That that needs to be a mockumentary, like of some some view kind. View from the edge, yeah. View from the edge. It has to be. We have to talk about how beautiful the edge of the Earth is, and how you and the, and the fact that the Earth, the Earth is this weird flat disk. Yet all the other planets and moons in our solar system are spheres, and everyone or accepts that. Are fake, <laughs> or yeah, or yeah, or they're not, or they don't exist. I mean, I'm, I'm what I'm really waiting for is for the person to take heliocentrism down a peg or two i'm waiting for the earth as the center of our solar system and the universe i'm waiting for that guy to come crawling out of the woodwork well that, that was part of the reason why D- during uh, a little peek behind the curtain for the listeners during the uh the during our our pre-pod production meeting you you misspoke and said that guy wanted to change the orbit of the sun yeah and i was like i was like oh lord jesus they they don't even know what the sun is yeah. uh, it, it made me so happy for a brief moment before i realized you just misspoke yeah that's my fault but i, well, just, I mean on some of these flat earth models they they do think the sun is what's moving yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like the sun one of those moon. flat yeah. Earth clocks or whatever. They've got the hands. They've got the the sun at the end of one yeah, hand and the moon at the end of the other. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, then, then I guess what we need to do is we need to get in touch with the people responsible for the flat Earth conspiracy, the actual people with their hand on the flat Earth wheel, and politely ask them to push their fake sun slightly further away from our disk planet. It's just like guys, if you keep warming up the ice ring, all of the all of the water is going to fall off of Earth into space. <laughs> it's going to run right out, and then the God Diamond will collapse, and the Satan Satan energy will pour in. Yes, 
that uh, that sounds like an exact direct from Genesis. That was incredible scripture quoting from Sarge there. Mm. Uh, world-class job. I have to presume it will have something to do with the black cube of Jupiter too. <laughs> I, I, I love Saturnists. I, I don't love- know if you're making that up. I No, uh- it's, it's, it's not. It's, uh, it's Saturn, not Jupiter. But yes, it's not. I'm not yes, I am not making it up. Oh yeah. my god! Oh, I love conspiracy black, theories. Black cube is one of the things they're obsessed with because basically the Illuminati conspiracy theory has made it such that every geometric shape is evil in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I was about to say, how yeah. bored do you have to be to just be like at home, just being like, you know, I wonder what shape all the planets are. It's like, <laughs> I mean, there's a ton of evidence to suggest they're all round, but maybe ours is a disc and Saturn's a cube, and like <laughs> so Jupiter's a like a rhombus. <laughs> this sounds like some shit out of Dune. These are like parts that were cut from Dune. Or Hitchhiker's Guide, I suppose. Yeah, no, you're you got it you got closer yeah, that, without going yeah, over. I mean, yeah, that 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 is absolutely what this is akin to. Uh yeah. but I don't know if you guys heard, but back back in the day, Pluto, when they revealed that Pluto actually was spherical, that's when scientists determined that it needed to not be a planet anymore. They were just like, <laughs> sphere planet, that shit's played out. Get it out of here. Planet toid or bust. <laughs> take that pluto you sphere that is not a planet because planets ain't spheres and then the cabal hell world the one podcast not afraid to take pluto down a bit the cabal the cabal produced that amazing pluto nash piece to try and get pluto back in (laughs) yikes yeah i i I, uh i understand that the I understand the working draft copy was actually Pluto NASA, and then they just changed the A <laughs> to conceal it. Dapper gets me. Dapper gets my awful jokes. Uh, Ghost Ezra, no jokes, has put up photos of Pluto and then superimposed Disney's Pluto the dog over it to, sh- like, to show like the smudges and the smears of the planet Pluto kind of look like the dog, and it's all a psyop. What? And- Yes. What are you even saying? Uh, I I saw, I saw, it was probably Mike who retweeted this at one point. I saw it. It it made me actually laugh at work. I was sitting there, sitting there at work, giggling to myself over the fact that Ghost Ezra's just like, and if you superimpose Pluto the dog onto Pluto the planetoid, whoa. It's like, wow. Yes. We've been doing this podcast for, I don't know how long now. And that is the single craziest thing you've said. I'm... Oh, don't, don't worry, bud. The, the the hell world. Well, it runs deep. Yeah. <laughs> every every time I th- I'm like, we have hit the craziest. Then you hit me with like Titanic trutherism and apparently Pluto trutherism. Yep. Like it never ends. It never wow. stops. Yeah. Q and have you guys have you guys, uh, have you guys done time traveling Baron Trump trutherism? Uh, we, we haven't That'll covered be it. fun for the future. Yeah, we haven't covered that yet, but it's oh, out there. It exists. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. Oh, that's it's the best. It's the absolute is, best. is he out there traveling through time with Nicolas Cage, just like getting into hijinks? Uh, something like that. He uh, Yes, he has been traveling through time, and so have other prominent members in Q World. Uh, oh, yeah. there's, a wonderful, there's a wonderful dual image of, speaking of Titanic trutherism, of Michael Flynn next to a picture of the captain of the Titanic. And they have like kind of the same eyebrows and nice cheekbones uh, because some of them believe that Flynn was, you know, went back in time uh, to captain the Titanic um, for So that it reasons. would hit the iceberg? It, it's very unclear. It's very unclear. Did he it's, see, I mean, boy, howdy, if you, if, you ever, if you ever needed somebody to specifically captain a sinking ship, it would definitely be a conservative <laughs> Republican. 
(laughs) You guys are blowing my mind today. I did not think I would ever hear the words that Pluto, the the former planet, is a psyop by Disney. Disney. They're mocking us. They're they're mocking us. Like, if you look at Pluto, which is difficult, you have to take several steps to do that. But if you look at it, it is very clear that Disney has put the dog's face on there to mock us weak earthlings. Okay. So your your average, your average Disney consumer is not looking at Pluto. Like who who would that even serve? (laughs) Okay. Before we go to listener questions, Dapper, can you explain to me why the cabal has to operate on Batman villain rules, constantly leaving clues and revealing their plan and why they don't just do it quietly. This is a thing we've talked about repeatedly. Sure. Uh, The, Prevailing theory is that since there, it's a two part two part answer. Uh, the prevailing theory is that since the Patriots and the Q team are completely in control of all conventional methods of communications, mm-hmm. uh, the cabal is reduced to speaking in code uh, on very public channels. Um, in, in one of the hit lists of QAnon included things like Call of Duty chat was a big way the cabal would communicate with one another. Um, as a, <laughs> okay. and, and, and also obviously public messages on Twitter using code words. Um, they do the love second, the code words. I, they do. And that's the second part of the answer is that um, based on older conspiracy traditions, there is a longstanding belief that uh, Satanists increase their own power by essentially tricking other people into looking at their signs and symbols. That's the root of half of the old uh, uh, Super Bowl halftime show Illuminati stuff that that predates QAnon by decades. Mm -hmm. But the reason why all those symbols were there is because the ritual is more powerful with these symbols displayed, even if, none of the viewers were to know what they are looking at. It it increases the dark magic power. Uh, So there's your two part answer. Wow. That, that is very interesting. And it almost makes sense. It's so crazy that it almost makes sense. That was incredibly interesting. Thank you. Sure. And now that we've uh, explained why the cabal does this uh, Rube Goldbergian contraption of evil, <laughs> it's time to uh, see what our see what our listeners have asked us this week in the mailbag. Our listeners got questions, we got answers. It's time for Q and A. Uh, so we're going to open up with a pretty meaty one here from uh, Kalinslier. I have no idea how to say your name, and I apologize profusely for that, but. Uh, They ask, uh, you talk about the country becoming more liberal, but you also implicitly place the political center of the U.S. as between Biden and Trump, as you believe Biden is as left as electable goes, and Trump was elected, uh, which is well inside the Republican Party and arguably moving rightward. How do you reconcile this? And uh, and then he uh, he says, since you have Dapper on the show, if you don't want to answer this, you don't have to. But – I would what I would say is is that the whole idea of like Biden being as left as we could go to get a president that's because America has this cockamamie electoral college. Uh Hillary won by 3 million votes. I think Bernie would have beaten Trump in a popular vote. I think pretty much anyone who ran for president against Trump 
would have beaten him in the popular vote. It's just that we have this really stupid system to elect presidents in America where you have to win vote points in the score zones or you don't win. And to me, it's like incredibly frustrating. And it's like kind of the opposite of QAnon in that on election night, we knew that Biden was up like millions of votes, but everyone was like, oh, look, Trump's looking really good here. He might pull this one out. And if like literally those 50,000 votes or whatever it was broken those states slightly differently and Trump won, you would have had Biden win by 8 million votes and lose and Americans just would have eaten shit, which is ridiculous. The idea that like our democracy was subverted, but it was subverted by this old school shitty institution that was invented to placate slaveholders. It's just, it's madness. But uh, it's really the fact that our government's just like so messed up the way the Senate was formed. I mean, mm. the founding fathers had no idea that one day that we would have a state with like half a million people and another state with like 45 million people in it and be like, waka waka, equal power. Uh, so it's just we have a poorly formed government with a poorly designed system to elect people to office. So this is why you end up having to have like a milk toast kind of centrist like Joe Biden be as far to the left as you can go and still win the presidency, even though America would definitely on a popular vote be willing to go further. They would I, Bernie Sanders would have absolutely beaten Trump in a popular vote. Uh, it's just that we don't have that in our country because it's our country has a dumb system. And so I just hope that over the next 20 years, as all the, like old people that voted for Trump and are stuck in this Fox News QAnon stupidity bubble as they move on to the great beyond and progress is made one funeral at a time, as it were, and then they're replaced by young people. We won't have the Electoral College be this uh, system that props up the Republican Party and allows it to exist. The Democrats- yeah, I mean, the, 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 short, the short answer is just the Electoral College, right? I mean, it, like... Yeah. Uh, uh, Al Gore lost to to GW by 0.5%, like with 0.5% more of the popular vote. Uh, And then uh, Hillary lost to Trump with 2.1% more of the popular vote. And that's the only two times that has happened in the past 150 years. And it was both Republicans managing to steal a presidential election uh, from uh, you know, uh, from the liberal Democrats because of the electoral college system. And when we talk about the, the country and the world just sort of skewing more liberal, I mean, like all, like almost all the data everywhere points to that. And it's just a matter of the fact that there's this broken system in place that maybe had a use at one point, but certainly doesn't seem to have a use like now, uh, that, uh, that gives undue representation to lower population areas of our massive landmass country it's the same with the senate for like 14 senators represent the same amount of people as two from california right yeah it's just this we have a really we have this like setup where like at this point like Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates, if they wanted to take over the world, they should just start opening up like giant like 
work uh like company towns in the in these like red states and just like funnel people from California and New York and Massachusetts where we have massive surpluses of liberals to go move to those states to like take them over turn the Dakotas in Wyoming into like blue bastions and that's six more senators for us tough shit idiots I mean and there's a reason why conservatives have like stars in their eyes when they look back to the past, right? Like how many, like, you know, Trump's slogan, make America great again. Like you know, all, all these people, they just look back in time to when conservatism was just sort of the thing to do. Uh, and, you know, like specifically religious conservatism. And they're just like, oh, that was great. That was so awesome. We should go back to those days. And it's just like, yeah, well, th- those days were a long fucking time ago and they're getting further in the rear view with each passing day. So, like, you know, yeah, that, not realizing sort of that not realizing that multiple divorce Trump never would have been elected uh, in their their glory days. Oh, yeah, it was a scandal when Reagan ran for office as a divorcee. I mean, he, Reagan had to overcome that, much less uh, having multiple children with multiple different wives and pretty and much draft being, dodging and draft dodging and being a known adulterer, like all of that. I mean, it would, all of that would have sunk him. But uh, the last thing I want to like throw in on this is that seven of the last eight presidential elections, the Democrats have won the popular vote. I mean, and the sick thing is, is the one time they lost the popular vote was W beating Kerry in his reelection campaign in 2004. And if like 50,000 votes had flipped in Ohio, the Democrats would have gotten a bullshit electoral college win and the Republicans would have got fucked by electoral college. Yeah. It was like, like GW won the popular vote, like getting the post nine 11 bump. And also running mm. against John Kerry, who is essentially just a cardboard cutout of a politician, of, right. a, of a of a white rich man. Like <laughs> if you have if you own dressage horses, you need to keep that on the the like the QT. Yeah. So the the short answer for me is that like I don't think we're wrong. I I, I, I think. I think the world is trending more liberal every day and that hopefully at some point we just have to hope that conservatism ages out to the point where uh, progressive liberals can get in there and start like enacting actual change to the systems that have allowed conservatives to get to the point they're at now where they are backed into a corner and grasping at white nationalist straws in order to try to retain power. Yeah. If I was going to add anything, and I will briefly do so because I, I wanted to stay out of this, but I will put one other thing out there, which is that um, – the my feeling is that we're not just when we're talking about aging out um, progress one death at a time or something like that. Uh, I, I think there are also uh, a great many of older um, establishment Democrats who have spent their entire political careers being convinced that timidity uh, will serve them better in the long run. Um, so. My other hope is that not only that the aging Fox News viewers uh, eventually filter out, um, but I think it's also critical that if we if we are going to take anything away from politics in the last 20 years, I think what we're seeing is a difference in philosophy between the Republican Party going after um, <laughs> essentially going after the ends and Democrats continuing to cling to the means. So this idea that, you know, it, when when the Republican Party says, we're not going to allow you to put a Supreme Court justice on the bench, we're just not going to. And someone says, well, 
but there's an election, so whatever. And when McConnell sits there and says, yes, and if Hillary wins, we won't see to Supreme Court justice for four years. That's not means, that's ends. Um, They're willing to, and I'm not saying this is enviable. I'm just saying it is the reality on the ground. They are willing to throw a wrench into the gears of our system to achieve the outcomes that they want. Whereas I think a lot of particularly older Democrats um, are caught up in the idea that the system will produce good outcomes because the system can be trusted. And, and this, this aberrant behavior on the right will somehow come back around. Um, yeah, we're seeing and, that right now with Manchin. Yeah, and yeah. His, his inability to support exactly right. his his refusal to to support ending the filibuster because he believes the system should be bipartisan. When Republicans have made it incredibly clear that they are not interested in bipartisan politics, they're they're just not. And if Mitch McConnell refusing to seat a Supreme Court justice hypothetically from the sitting Democratic president uh, for four years isn't an indication of that. I mean, it's hard it's hard to understand like what more the guy wants to understand that the people he's trying to play ball with do not want to play the same game as him. No, I I really think that also you have a bunch of old people who are kind of like, they, there's just, there's just talk about how Americans like divided government and how we like to have the president be from one party and then the other party owns the house or the Senate or both. And that way we can, we can reach detente. We can have compromise. And I think that existed back in the old days. I mean, that's how the civil rights act of 1964 got passed with a Republican Democrat coalition in the North breaking the Southern Democrat filibuster. But I think that this generation understands that we're polarized, that Republicans are just going to play this the way Dapper said, where it's just we're going to maximize our power at all costs and we'll just see if we pay a price for it in the the upcoming election. And if we do, we do. If we don't, we don't. But we don't care. We're going to we're going to throw sand in the gears. We're going to fuck shit up. And I think like this younger generation of people are going to understand the polarized nature of our politics. And they're going to be like, no, the only good, the only good uh, government we have is pure Democrat government because any Republicans controlling any power breaks things and fucks things up. So, yeah. And you're already seeing the, the buildings of the new Republican party. And I don't mean what the actual Republicans are becoming, but you're seeing within Democrats, you're seeing AOC who like is a reason there's a reason she gets so much screen time. She is what we're moving towards this dynamic, uh, like Dapper said, someone who's focused on the the ends and the means uh, of the Democratic Party. And you're seeing the new Republican Party is old Democrats who are just like, well, we don't want to do anything. And then we're seeing a third party, which is the current Republicans who are just all they're the Patriot Party. They're all in on Trump. They're the lion. Like, yeah, I mean, the, the, there's always going to be a divide there where like, you know, e- even if every Republican uh, just got raptured tomorrow, it would just mean that that our our system would still be two parties. It would just be like w- like you know regular Democrats would be the new conservatives, and then progressive mm-hmm. Democrats would be the new Democrats or whatever. Right? Because it's it's all a matter of ideal of ideology. Yeah, because yeah. Biden is much closer to an old timey Republican than he is to than they're willing to admit than the current Republicans are. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, and that, that's the kind of a thing that ends up being said. Uh, Clinton and Obama were both called the best Republican president of my lifetime because that's just the way the Democrats have governed for the longest time. And I will say that, like, at, at the very least, the $1.9 trillion uh, stimulus bill that got passed, like, that was just a kind of a fuck them. That was, like, one time where the Democrats actually did do the ends. They were like, we're just cutting these $1,400 checks and we're just passing all this infrastructure and – you idiots can pound sand because this is well, this is what we campaigned on, so we're doing it. Which, all, to that, I say more of that, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, re- remember when? Uh, remember when Biden's administration cut everybody those checks and, and, and increased those benefits for people that were on hard times, and then everybody uniformly decided that they were done working jobs. They were like, "We're never going to work again." Oh, every old white prick that plays high stakes poker that I've been within a, a mile of has pissed and moaned about the lazy Americans who don't want to work anymore. Just soak unemployment. Oh, they're the most miserable. Like, Hey, don't, it's so weird that the, that these jobs don't pay a living wage and people don't want them. And it's their, it's the workers fault. Hey, if you're, if you weren't such a lazy shiftless layabout, you'd take your bread and water and be grateful. I mean, it's just, yeah, the, 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 their position is that there are plenty of jobs out there right now. Just go get two of those. That surely has to be a livable wage. Right, exactly. No, it does not. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So thank you for that question. Uh, we move on to Kiz Epic, who asks, uh, can you explain the where we go one, we go all bell that was supposedly on the back of JFK's boat? And uh, Dapper was digging into this. So Dapper, the floor is yours. Oh, man. All right. Well, that's been a persistent uh, QAnon claim for um, the earliest I can find it is surprisingly enough, April Fool's Day 2018. Um, I went back and I checked uh, and it seems to have all started with a single tweet um, showing a photo of the bell. Uh, The bell is real. The location of the bell is not correct. Uh, the bell is, uh, on the ship that was used in the movie white squall. Mm -hmm. Um, it is not JFK's boat. Uh, but it started with a tweet on April fool's day, 2018 in response. Um, basically it's just a picture of the bell and the tweet is, this is the bell from JFK's boat. Um, it's just that simple. That's how it starts. Uh, it got picked up all over the place. It ran through the Chan boards, it ran through QAnon circles like wildfire. Um, it hit at just about the right time. Uh, April of 2018 was when the first big, uh, real big influencers were coming into the market. Um, so it was a real good time for something like that to, to join the narrative. Uh, but the, uh, I mean, it's been, it's been debunked so many times. It's been debunked on, you know, on 4chan. It was debunked. Um, some Anons have debunked it for other Anons, but they don't, again, they don't care. They just love the it's tagline. A, it's they, a great they line. Like the, they like the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like being able to draw a line, particularly the older generation of QAnon believers. They like being able to draw a line from the perfect patriotic hero of their youth to the perfect patriotic hero of the now. Uh, and, um, as we, and as we've discussed several times before, they just fucking love boats. Yeah. Like, yes. They can't get enough of boats. Yep. 
Yeah, and the name of the boat is the Eye, the Eye of the Wind. Yes, Eye boat. of the Wind. Eye of the Wind was the boat in the movie White Squall. Do we do we think Jeff Bridges knows? Does does he know that this mediocre movie he made has been co opted by a terrible movement? Uh, that I could, I've actually I wondered that. I've really I've I have very much wondered what the owner of the actual boat uh, thinks about all this, <laughs> um, or or if if they're even aware. Uh, well, we at least at least they're not co-opting our precious Tron. For the- <laughs> that, that's right, baby. That's our second Tron reference of the show. Do yes. you still want me to build the perfect system? <laughs> yeah, but man. The, uh, the oh, first- yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa! Sorry, you need to stop. You need to stop saying stuff like that because you will give these Q idiots some ideas. <laughs> they're like, you know, what? like, yeah, maybe Tron does fit in our Q worldview. <laughs> We, we would like to build a better system with all whites. <laughs> I was I, I was quoting Tron Legacy, so we got both yep. of them. That's true. Uh, so the uh, the the last thing I'll mention about the uh, the Bell tweet that I think is interesting is the person who tweeted that out. I thought at first had been suspended because when I went looking for the tweet, I couldn't find it. Uh, it turns out no. That account is still active on Twitter, has not been suspended, but did at some point delete that tweet. Um, they it wasn't uh, it How wasn't taken possible? down by Twitter. How did they um, not get swept up in the Great Purge? Because they I'm not sure they did that with military precision when they when they dropped Trump and all the QAnon. They got yeah. all those idiots within a week. They knew who they were. Uh, so, uh, thank you for the question. Uh, Chairman Walkman asks a very open-ended question. Is there something you are excited for? Uh, I, they just announced that the live action Cowboy Bebop got Yoko Kano back to do the score. So I'm pretty hyped for that now. Yeah. I'm going to go see the conjuring three for the first time. I'm going to going back, going to a movie theater for the first time in 18 months this, uh, this evening. Oh, that oh. sounds so awesome. I mean, I'm not a the conjuring fan, but just the idea of going to a movie sounds incredible. Oh, I'm a huge conjuring fan. Cause I love the Warrens so much. I met them when they were both still alive back in Connecticut, when they were going around every Halloween, they, oh, they'd go around every October and do their, uh, their ghost, ghost and demon lectures um, oh, so man. they, uh, I, they know, it, it's, it's funny that I never, I never ran into them because I, I grew up like in my teens and early twenties in Salem, Massachusetts. And it seems like that would be a prime location for them to hawk that sort of stuff. You would think so, but a lot of their business, it's weird. A lot of their tours were, uh, they would just sort of roam around New York, New Jersey and Connecticut. Um, but yeah, they, uh, when I was in school, they passed through Connecticut every October and they would always give a talk and I would always go listen to them. Uh, they are wonderfully batty. I, um, they, they, I am very jealous. They are my favorite flim flam men. Like mm-hmm. they, they, flim flam they, people, flim flam people. You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Personally, uh, to answer the question at hand, uh, now that I've got my magnetic injections all sorted, uh, yeah. I'm excited to return to a uh, tabletop role playing at some point. That's going to be oh. amazing. Mm. It, it, it has been almost uh, almost two years since I have sat down at a table to play D&D with people, and that is too long. How about you, Mike Rains? What are you excited for? Uh, I'm going to live the gimmick here. Uh, no Gods, No Masters <laughs> is coming out in a couple in a few days, so I get a new garbage album. So what more could I ever want in my life? So, uh, yeah, that's, that's it for me. Uh, thank you for the question, Grand Inquisitor Chairman Walkman. 
Yeah, no, no hate. Like if you, yeah. if your favorite band has a new album coming out, that is definitely a thing to be hyped for. Yeah. Uh, one quick one here before we have one last one. Uh, no one asks, other than scouring Gab and Telegram, what is your news diet? And that's my news diet. <laughs> it really is. I mean, I also like follow like mainstream media and that kind of stuff, but I'm just in the cesspool all the time. Uh, I use our news, which is not the best, but it gives me a lot of interesting articles that routinely show up here on the show. Uh, and I'll also be on HuffPo to get a little more in depth. Uh, yeah, uh, I tend to, I tend to stick to AP news when I can. Um, but if I, if I need AP news filtered through a, a more liberal lens, I will also go to HuffPo myself. Uh, and then periodically I'll, I'll pop by like the, you know, other bigger sites like CNN or Al Jazeera or whatever, just to try to, to broaden my horizons. Uh, for me, it's Reuters and the AP. Um, they both have nice apps for the phone and they're decent follows on Twitter. Um, the other thing that I have started to do over the last couple of years is uh, I follow reporters and not so much the news organization they work for. Mm, I've started doing um, that too. I, I find that really interesting because uh, I like seeing what's important to the journalist. And then because, you know, it might not survive the editing process. Uh, it might not become a, a fully fledged article, but talking with a journalist about something that they're interested in and that they think is newsworthy uh, is sometimes more interesting to compare that against what someone higher up the food chain decides is actually newsworthy. Uh, real quick, do you know? Do you have a couple that you recommend? I will not bring any shame on anyone because if I mention people, then I've forgotten to mention people. So I will just say, follow some journalists who you like. Um, I started with QAnon journalists because that was, well, two years ago, that was easy. There were four of them. Um, <laughs> right. Now there's a QAnon journalist on from every news organization on the beat and they don't know anything. Oh, and it's frustrating. Oh, it was the worst. Um, I started following Scott McFarlane on Twitter. He's... Uh, out of NBC four. I like him mm -hmm. uh, be, be, because the, the news in question isn't super important to anyone except folks in the industry. I will go ahead and shout out a uh, Jason Schreier, uh, video game journalist and reporter of renown for being uh, good at his work. He was the only thing keeping Kotaku from just being essentially TMZ for video games. And then he left. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Andy Campbell is the uh, the he's with HuffPo. So, but he he's the breaking news editor for HuffPo. So yeah. he can be interesting. But those are oh, two. Man, I, I do love breakdancing, so I should look into that guy. <laughs> he will throw down a piece of cardboard so quick. So, uh, again, thank you for the question. And uh, we will wrap up the mailbag by uh, Traplord Flecko. Uh, pretty much uh, this question is very long and rambly. The gist of it is that uh, he is his, the, his, the mother of his son is very pilled and he thought things were turning around. But now it appears that she is even more deeply entrenched into QAnon than previously. And uh, he wonders, do you see a rise? Do you see a trend in the ranks of uh, QAnon supporters that they're coming back into the fold now that the GOP is so accepting of them and that like there's obviously not kind of a social stigma around being a QAnon supporter when it comes to Republicans, at least? 
And uh, for me, because I have a 50,000-foot view of this whole thing, it's very hard for me to tell on that front. Uh, I personally, um, again, the people that I engage with in my meat space are very Republican and somewhat conspiratorial in nature. And even they, where I will hear the name Soros hissed at in the wild, even they don't bring QAnon into it. It's it's incredibly rare I get that. But uh, I would agree with that. I would agree that um, the uh, the campaign under that began, you know, at this point almost a year ago, with Q starting to discourage people from talking about QAnon, mm-hmm. um, has allowed a large portion of the movement to continue existing and become less differentiated from the larger, vaguely conspiracy-minded Fox News, you know, ecosystem. Um, but, uh, I mean, I don't think if, if the question is, is there going to be a resurgence of QAnon, I would tend to say, Probably not by that name in the way you're thinking. If the question is, is there going to be a resurgence of everything QAnon has claimed? Yes. Um, Once it is fully decided that we're never going to talk about what happened in January because it is um, politically expedient for the Republican Party to not discuss it, that means that we get to memory hole it. And once we memory hole it, then everything that led up to it is suddenly less taboo to talk about. Yeah, then it just um, becomes documentary fodder. Yeah. So, I mean, the same way that the same way that Pizzagate was enveloped and absorbed by QAnon, but not every QAnon people, not every QAnon person screams the word Pizzagate. Some do, and some will be saying QAnon for the rest of their lives. Um, but I have a feeling we're going to see a sort of softening and blurring of the edges. Um, and it will just become part of the larger conspiracy conversation. And I think it's more insidious than that. I've started to see uh, just personally, uh, with a couple of people and like a girl I went to college with, she was posting Wayfair nonsense on Facebook and I checked her with facts and she came back at me with QAnon talking points. And when I called her on that, she said, I don't, I don't believe in QAnon. And then I said, then why are you using QAnon talking points? And they've, they've started propagating out and like you said, softening and it's, it's become much more insidious and it's, yeah, it's metastasizing. Metast- yeah, no, that's a great word for it. They they become more easily digestible and they're they're out there in these Facebook groups. Yeah, and, and the, the like- weird thing about it is that the the stuff that is surviving, uh, I mean, maybe this makes a certain degree of sense, but the stuff that's surviving is the real wacky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, part of that is just because every ground every grounded sort of down to earth political thriller conspiracy that QAnon came up with for three years didn't pan out so great. Uh, but that just leaves the stuff that you can never, ever prove or disprove. Um, and that's what's going to carry on. That's what I've always said about QAnon is that the Trump side of the thing is falsifiable. The fact that the Trump's enemies drink the blood of children and worship Satan is unfalsifiable. So it will always endure. 
Uh, the one thing I will say to wrap this up is that uh, when Q and I have heard the word QAnon used at the tables a few times in the past year, and every time it is in mockery. Every time it is a sign that like you're a crazy person if you believe in this shit. So that's the one good thing I'll give you is that the brand of QAnon is dog shit in the eyes of the public even for people that are muttering darkly about soros and talking about biden having stole the election they're getting that shit from fox news they hear QAnon and their ears perk up and they're like oh that's crazy talk so mike yeah. rains with a, a little sliver of optimism at the end of uh what was actually kind of a bummer of a question to go out on not that we don't appreciate <laughs> the question it's just that uh, i kind of wish that we had done the uh what are you looking forward to question uh, to sort of bring us home on a more positive note. But, <laughs> but ju- just what I thought that it was all going to be Bummer Town. Uh, Mike Rain shows up at the end with a little bit of optimism to say, hey, when QAnon gets brought up in public, those people are saying bad stuff, which is, uh, you know, I guess uh, trending in the right direction, even even if it is just cover up for uh, QAnon uh, beliefs, sort of uh, just sort of disseminating into the general conservative water supply or whatever. If so, there's one other thing to be hopeful about, it's, I would say, uh, all the legal documents that are being filed in defense of the people who have been arrested for what happened on January 6th. Um, <laughs> the, the, the sole winning legal strategy seems to be my client was suckered in by this completely false thing. And I mean, yes, it's a legal tactic. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that everyone's going to go now into court and say, I was suckered in by this completely nonsense thing called QAnon. Again, the brand is going to get real hurt. Yes. 2021, the year where lawyers have finally become the good guys. So on that note, we are going to go ahead and drive this here car out of the confines of hell world. But before we get too far out of bounds and I get to the shilling and stuff, I want to thank our special guest, Dapper Gander, once again for joining us. Uh, Dapper, do you have anything that you would like to promote? Oh, I'm terrible at this. Uh, I mean, yes, I have a Patreon where I write uh, articles, both short and long, um, because I don't believe in paywalls. All the important stuff is free. Uh, You don't have to be a backer to see that stuff. Um, But I would appreciate support if you like what I do. And obviously, my you can just find it at Patreon uh, and my name, Dapper Gander. Awesome. And you can uh, find Dapper Gander once again on Twitter, also at Dapper Gander. Uh, Speaking of Patreons, uh, if you were listening to the show and you've made it this far, hopefully you enjoyed what you were hearing. And if you'd like to support the show, we too have a Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash poker politics. We also don't believe in a paywall for the show proper, but we do believe in a tiny paywall for our bonus content, including our series Cabalin, where the whole gang gets together to discuss the series Fall of the Cabal and The Foulest Deed, which is a Mike Raines solo outing discussing QAnon's favorite dead president, JFK. Uh, Or maybe he's not dead. Who knows? Uh, You can get access to that bonus content by joining the Patreon. Uh, All the bonus content we provide is available for everybody who donates at the $5 and above tier. So for five bucks a month, you can get access to all of our bonus stuff. Just like our most recent beautifuler babies, Lindsay, (laughs) Benjamin, Drew, and JL. Thank you very much for your support. Now, you might be saying to yourself, I have money, but I don't want to give it to these jerks. And we totally understand. If you want to put some good into the world, you can donate that money to love146.org. 
whose quote vision is to, is the end of child trafficking and exploitation end quote which is uh, sounds good to me. So if you have some money to give and you want to give it to a good organization, go over to love146.org and do some good in the world. Uh, shout out to the people that helped make this boat go. Uh, the first being DJ Minimal Effort, who remains too cool for social media, but he is the one who's provided our jaunty little intro song. Uh, the content warning and voice of Q when we need it is our voiceover artist, uh, voiceover artist buddy, uh, Frosty, who you can find on Twitter, at FrostyVO. If you can't get enough of that sweet, sweet Sergeant L banter, I've got good news. We have an additional show uh, that we like to record that deals with pop media. Uh, this week, we're going to be discussing the film Akira from 1988. If you're interested in such things, you can find us over at BingeWordy. That's B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-D-Y, wherever podcasts are provided. And you can find us on Twitter at BingeWordy, spelled the same way. So for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hellworld podcast with our first ever guest host, I have been Hellworld L signing off for Hellworld Sarge, Mr. Mike Rains, and Dapper Gander. Good speed, patriots. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.